Welcome to Strength in the Storms. Today, I would like to begin in chapter 4 of the Gospel of Mark, beginning at verse 1. And again, he began to teach by the sea, and a very large crowd gathered around him. So he got into a boat on the sea and sat down. While the whole crowd was on the shore facing the sea, he taught them many things in parables. And in his teaching, he said to them, Listen, consider the sower who went out to sow. As he sowed, this occurred. Some seed fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Other seed fell on rocky ground, where it didn't have much soil, and it sprang up right away. Since it didn't have deep soil, when the sun came up, it was scorched, and since it didn't have root, it writhered. Other seed fell among thorns, and the thorns came up and choked it, and it didn't produce a crop. Still, others fell on good ground and produced a crop that increased thirty, sixty, and even one hundred times what that what was sown. Then he said, anyone who has ears to hear should listen. Usually, when we're thinking about this passage, we're thinking about going to church or hearing it at church but sometimes that's not the case sometimes we're hearing it in our house or we're reading it with our children or with our families if we're really wondering what this means we should go to verse 13 of mark chapter 4 okay the parable of the sower explained is my header Then he said to them, Don't you understand this parable? How then will you understand any of the parables? The sower sows the word. These are the ones along the path, where the word is sown, and they hear. Immediately Satan comes and takes away the word sown to them. When we think about our hearts, and when we think about what we're doing, When somebody tries to teach us something, sometimes we're just thinking that we know it, like we feel like we know it all, but when we try to do it, we really don't. And that's something with, I feel like everybody struggles with at some time. And so it's like pouring your coffee into your coffee cup and you put a plate on it and you can't pour your coffee into your cup because it's not gonna go in at all. Let's imagine the coffee being God's word and his love and our and the coffee cup being our heart. But there's something in the way that we just can't do it and then it just doesn't go in. So God's love can't come into us unless we accept it. And these are the ones sown on rocky ground. When they hear the word, immediately they receive it with joy, but they have no root in themselves. They are short-lived. When pressure or persecution comes because of the word, they immediately stumble. Now, let's say we took the plate off, but the coffee cup, it's filled with rocks. And so when we try to pour the coffee in, We only get a teeny tiny little bit and we can't fill it up to what we need it. And so 
we need to take those rocks out. In your heart, they might be struggles or things that you struggle with in life. It might be lying. It might be stealing. It might be hopelessness. You, it might be loneliness or depression or anger. But we need to overcome these things. And with God's love in our hearts, he can help us overcome these things. Others are sown among thorns. These are the ones who hear the word, but the worries of this age, the seduction of wealth, and the desires for other things enter and choke out the word, and it becomes unfruitful. So, with the thorns, when we have our hearts, when it says worries and money and wealth and other desires, are we desiring to hear the word of God? Or are we desiring to do other things? Are we desiring to read? Are we desiring to go to church? Or do we just go to church? Because we think if we go to church maybe once or twice a week, everything's going to be fine and we're going to make our way into heaven. But that's not the case. And when we think about that, when the word of God comes into our hearts, when we have worry and we worry about something, We really can't let God's word do it because we're worrying about something else and we're not letting God's love help us through what we're worrying about. And then we get choked out and our word, the word is unfruitful. It doesn't show, it doesn't show the fruits of the spirit, which are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, or self-control. And when we look for other desires and we're desiring after other things, we can't really maintain self-control. Self-control is taking control of yourself and not doing what you know is wrong or doing what you know is right. Verse 20. But the ones who sowed on good ground are those who hear the word. Welcome it and produce crop 30, 60, and 100 times what was sown. And so when our hearts are clean and we're really needing God and we really trust him and accept him, our hearts, they take in the seed and they grow roots. The roots go deep into Jesus. And when trials and temptations come or worries, we stand on God's love. We stand on his truth. We believe that he can take care of us, even when we can't take care of ourselves. We believe that he is there no matter what we do, no matter what we hear, and no matter what others say, no matter what others do to us, no matter what happens because we believe in Jesus and we put our trust in him, we have that faith in him. Hebrews 11.1 says, Faith is the assurance of things hoped for, but in the things unseen. And so, when we actually think about it, this is an amazing thing. I'm going to read Hebrews 11.1 because I don't want to get it wrong. Now, faith is the reality of what is hoped for, the proof of what is not seen. Faith is the reality of things hoped for. And so, with 
an instrument. Maybe you play guitar, or you play the ukulele, or you play a flute, or a clarinet, or a trumpet, or a trombone, or maybe you just like listening to music. Well, whenever we have that hope that we might get a new instrument, but we have to work for it. Like, I play guitar, and somebody gave me a guitar, but I have to work more on my acoustic right now before I can get my new guitar. Because if I don't put the effort in for my guitar right now, I might not be able to get the other one, because if I just get it, I'm just going to not really take it too seriously. And so, that's faith. I have faith that I will get that. Like, when we think about heaven, we have faith that we'll make it to heaven. Heaven is a thing hoped for. And the proof of what is not seen. So, we believe in Jesus. And we have proof that he is alive. We have proof that he is there for us whenever we need him. We can trust in Him and have faith in Him. Whenever we think about our hearts and the temperature of our hearts, Jesus says that if we're lukewarm, He's going to spit us out of His mouth in Revelation. And so, whenever we're in Jesus, we can be hot. Whenever we're wanting his word, whenever we're needing his word and trusting in him and having true faith, we are hot for him. We're on fire with the Holy Spirit. But we can't be in the middle. We can't be, oh, you know, kind of cold and kind of warm at the same time. We can't be room temperature. It's either we're cold hearted and we're whole on our hearts are hard or we trust in God and our hearts are soft soil and they're not dried up and they're wet and they're moist and they're ready to receive the seeds. In Ezekiel, here, let me flip there. I believe it is Ezekiel 636, if that even is the number. I can't think of where it actually is, but I know exactly what it says. It says, if you will believe and trust in me, I will take out your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And so when our hearts are too hard, we can't really accept God and we can't really accept his love and his word into our hearts. But we really need to accept his love and his word into our hearts or else there is no way to heaven. Jesus says in, let's see. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. There is no other way to the Father except through me. And so, when we think about it, Jesus is the only way to heaven. He is the only way to eternal salvation. And that is why he was sent to die for us to forgive us of our sins, but we need to trust in him and repent of our sins and ask him to forgive us daily so we don't become like the Pharisees, so we don't become hypocrites and we're saying that other people are doing things wrong, but our own hearts, they're actually hard and they're cold.
And so, just like when Moses was sent to Pharaoh to tell him to let God's people go, the the Bible says in Exodus that Pharaoh's heart was hardened. Our hearts might be hardened, but eventually they'll be softened. But we have to trust and hope. And God did whatever he needed to do to let Moses, to let Pharaoh know that the Israelites are going to be let go. And he showed him his power and his glory and his work and his works. Because in the ten plagues, it shows God's power. And many times Pharaoh said that he would let the people go, but he didn't. He lied. And whenever we tell God, we're going to change our way if you do this. And we're going to act differently if you give me this. Or if you stop this in my life, I'll change. Like, whenever somebody's on a plane and the plane starts going downward and the plane starts crashing, they're like, God, I'll do anything for you to just save me. And they don't live that out. And we don't live out what we're saying. We're like the hypocrites. We're telling people that they're wrong when we're not even living for God ourselves. We need to fully let God take us over and fully let him give us a heart of flesh and to make our hearts soft soil and good soil to produce fruit. And we need to trust in God's word. We need not to worry. We need not to be scared or afraid. We need to trust in God. You think when people came up to Jesus, they just said, Oh, if I just touch him, I'll be fine. No, they came out with faith. They stepped out in faith and they believed. Just like the woman who was bleeding. She came and she said, and she knew that if she could just touch his tassel, she would be healed. And when she touched it, Jesus felt the power go out of him. And he said, who touched me? At this point, they were in a humongous crowd. Everybody was pushing and tossing Jesus around and touching him. And whenever the disciples heard this, they were sad. They were like worried. They were, you know, like, well, how can you ask that if everybody's touching you? But he knew that somebody had touched him. And he knew that the power had gone out of him. And immediately the woman felt that she was healed. But she had to go out in faith to show him, to show her faith to others. And when she came out, we can read this in Mark 5. She said, Jesus said to to her, daughter, he said, to her your faith has made you well go in peace and be free from your affliction that is faith stepping out and knowing that you can be healed even when you don't know it she stepped out in faith and just touched his tassel and jesus knew somebody had touched him and been healed because he felt the power go out of him See, when we pray for healing and we have true faith, 
or when we're praying for something and we have faith and we believe that it's going to happen or when we're praying for somebody that their heart will turn to Christ and that they'll believe in him are we praying with true faith that they will believe that he is the way the truth and the life well first we have to examine ourselves are we praying with faith are we praying in love are we praying for this person and not against this person? Are we doing everything we need to to show them the love of Christ? Are we loving our neighbors as ourselves? Are we loving our enemies? Well, Jesus says that even sinners can be nice to people and they can even invite people over to their house and they can be nice and they can help and they can give it church. but. If it's not, if your heart's not in it, you're not really living it. Jesus said to the people not to be like the Pharisees and the hypocrites because the hypocrites and the Pharisees were teaching something and they didn't live it themselves. They were teaching that the people need to be absolutely positively perfect. And if we know that in our day and age, nobody is absolutely positively going to be perfect. They might look nice, they might have the perfect hairstyle, their hair might be pretty, they might have pretty eyes, they might dress nice, but on the inside, they're hurting. And they're not perfect. I'm not perfect. My family's not perfect. My dog's not even perfect. My room's not even perfectly clean. But when we believe in God, he can make us perfect and blemish free through the blood of the Lamb. Jesus Christ. I hope you enjoyed this podcast today. I'm Evelyn, your host at Strength in the Storms. And always remember, don't tell God how big your storm is. Tell your the storm how big your God is. Thank you for listening.